Welcome to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast, the show that keeps you informed in all things mortgages throughout Scotland. How much can you afford to spend in a house as a first-time buyer in Scotland? This is one of the, the key questions that I'm asked by my clients, and I take them all through the same process and the same journey in understanding how they can buy their first home. The key thing is to understand your finances and how your finances can impact the amount of money that you can borrow. Then once we understand that, we'd look to assess affordability by going to the market and looking at lenders and using their online affordability calculators. You'd also really need to understand the Scottish housing market a little bit and how that works. And I'll be covering all of that off in today's video. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is how to understand your finances. And by this, I mean, how is a lender going to understand your finances and what things will lenders be looking at when calculating how much to give you? Now, if you're on a set salary and you're paid the same every single month, it's really, really easy for a lender to use that income. Say you're on £25,000 per year, you can evidence that through your pay slips. Three monthly pay slips will show that you're earning 20, the equivalent of £25,000 a year, and it's a really easy calculation for a lender. Where it starts getting a little bit more complicated is if you are doing things like additional hours, shift work, or weekend work. And I'll use a nurse as an example. So most nurses on set bandings are paid the same amount of money, but what doesn't get taken into consideration, or sorry, what lenders will take into consideration is if you're doing overtime, if you're doing night shift, if you're doing um, bank shifts, all of these additional things can be included in your affordability, but it's assessed differently. So if you're guaranteed £25,000 a year, that's easy for a lender to look at. But if you're getting money from a state shift, if you're then doing weekend work, if you're then doing night shifts, all of these same kind of things are assessed via a lender. Some will take into consideration an average of your last three months. Some will take into consideration an average of what's on your P60. So it really depends on the lender and how that's going to be used. Let's use somebody who gets bonus as well. So if you get a monthly bonus and you're paid the same bonus every single month, it's really easy again for a lender to see that. But if you get, say, an annual bonus and it's performance-based, and it can change. What lenders might want to do is look at how your bonus has been performing over the last couple of years. Sometimes they'll take an average, sometimes they will take the most recent years, depending on how it's going. So understanding that these things are taken into consideration, but also how a lender's going to be looking at that can vary from lender to lender. So once you understand that, you can then explore the options out there and you'll know that there's different lenders that will ask for different things. Also, what you would then in this stage need to look at is your outgoings, how much you're paying on things, how much you owe in credit cards, on car payments, for example, and something that's not often spoken about. I've done a video about it previously. It's called your debt-to-income ratio. It's really, really important to know that sometimes a lender will say no, you can't afford this, and it doesn't mean that you can't afford the monthly payments. It means that you're not actually meeting their affordability rules in the background when it comes to debt to income. So, for example, if you are earning £25,000 a year and you've got the equivalent outstanding on a balloon payment of 20000 
that might breach the lender's 50% maximum limits on debt to income. And they'll turn around and say, no, even though the monthly payments are affordable, even though other lenders out there will offer you tons of money, one particular lender might turn around and say no. So it's really, really important to understand these things and the fact that they could happen. Once you understand that these can happen, you can then move on and you can then understand a little bit more about how your uh, income and your affordability is going to be assessed. As a mortgage broker, what I would do before I've even ran any agreement in principles or mortgage in principles, I would check affordability from various lenders just to see what lenders are offering what amount of money for each client. Now, I do have a bit of knowledge with it, so I'll know what lenders to try first and what lenders to avoid for certain things. But ultimately, I'll go to the market and assess affordability using multiple lenders in order to come to a solution that's going to meet the client's needs and your needs. Now, what you could do is once you've got your finances and once you've got your affordability, you can pop online and you can use online calculators. I've got one on my website. You can try it out. But what you'll find is they all will give you roughly the same figure. They'll take into consideration your income at four and a half times your earnings. And then that's what they would be using. And that's what these online calculators will tell you that you'll get. It's not accurate. So I wouldn't be using it in order to uh, understand how it's going to work moving forward. But I would certainly be using it for a guide to give you an idea as to how much you could borrow. Once you've done that, so once you know how much the monthly payments will be, once you know how much you can borrow, once your affordability has been assessed, then it comes down to understanding how the market in Scotland is going to work for you. So in Scotland, when you buy a property, often you might be expected to pay more than what that property is worth. Understanding that that extra money is going to be paid on top of your deposit is key. Because if you are going in there to buy that property and you don't know that you're going to be paying, if you say you pay two grand above the home report and you're planning to put down 5%, it's 5% plus £2,000. And all of these kind of things need to be taken into consideration. So make sure that you can afford the monthly costs. Make sure that you've got your deposit sorted out and you can understand your um, position in the market. A few things that you can do to make life a little bit easier. If you're not planning to buy within the next 12 months, you might want to consider opening up what's called as a lifetime ISA and getting the government bonus. I would certainly reach out to a mortgage broker and get an assessment done to find out how much you can borrow, what it's going to cost and if a lender's actually going to give you it. You can also do things that I'll cut, I've already covered off in other videos and I'll go over again. Things like if you are renting, you can buy from your landlord at a discount or you can buy from a family member at a discount. You can use gifted deposits from friends and family. All of these things are additional ways in which it can help you get onto the property market earlier. So understanding your finances is going to be key. You would then look to understand and check your affordability. Then have a little brief un understanding of this, how the Scottish market works and then you'll be in a position to move forward and buy a house. But that's how you would check to see how much you can afford on a house in Scotland.
Thanks for listening to the Scottish Mortgage Podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you find this useful. And if you want your questions answered, pop over to our Facebook page at Scottish Mortgage Podcast and ping us a message.